Ginny may have been Jetmere's second, but she was your first pick. And Giada really let me spread my wings. My name's Taylor. Hi, I'm Chris, and welcome to episode six of Commander Role Reversal. I'd clap. I'd clap, but we need two hands. <laughs> <laughs> it's cause for celebration. Exactly. What else is cause for celebration is this is a YouTube channel, so please remember to like, subscribe, and share with your pets, because that is the theme of this episode. Oh, this is the pets episode. You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> uh, it's only gonna get worse. <laughs> <laughs> we will uh, be sure to include the Moxfield deck list for your pets in the description below. For those of you who have been here so far, we're changing up the format a little bit. We're going to talk about the gameplay experience later. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to jump right into the card evaluations. So without further ado, how does this work, Taylor? How does this work? Well, the winner of the games goes first, and I'm thrilled to announce that you won. Uh, <laughs> I'm announcing that you won, I guess. <laughs> I swooped in for the victory with Giada, Font of Hope. Uh, one in a white for a legendary creature angel, Flying Vigilance. Each other angel you control enters the battlefield with an additional plus one, plus one counter on it for each angel you already control. Tap, add a white, spend this mana only to cast an angel spell. Giada's a 2-2. Two, two. Good heavens. <laughs> <laughs> That's an angel tribal, Commander. That is angel tribal. It has angel tribal written all over. It's only a two-drop angel, too. You don't see many of those. Music to my ears. Uh, <laughs> it acts as a mana dork. It makes all of your other angels bigger. It was a lot of fun to play. Um, I just want to jump right in and talk about some of the angels that you put in this deck, because there were some bangers, as the kids say. I ran angels in this? <laughs> <laughs> Mostly angels. Yeah. It was changeling tribal. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, Watsy, print some more angels. Angels. Uh, we've got the commander now. Um, <laughs> one of the uh, one of the ones that really came in um, strong was Lyra Dawnbringer. Lyra Dawnbringer is a three, a white and a white for a legendary creature angel, flying first strike, lifelink. Other angels you control get plus one, plus one, and have lifelink. It's a five five. Um, so yeah, this was like a lord within the the deck that um, also gave the angels life link. I, I think there was a bit of a life gain um, sub theme here too. Yeah, you might have been right about that. <laughs> uh, from what I understand, this was the de facto angel commander before Giada was printed. Uh, I can see that. Yeah, I mean, especially if you're doubling into the life link strategy, like sure. why not give all your evasive creatures? life gain <laughs> yeah for sure yeah it's um i mean lyra by herself is super powerful but the fact that it also buffs the whole team with not only the plus one plus one but the lifelink that's what really makes a difference right secret commander <laughs> <laughs> um there was another awesome angel in here that really actually paired well with lyra that was sagarda's vanguard four and a white for a creature angel with flash and flying whenever Sigarda's vanguard enters the battlefield or attacks choose any number of creatures with different powers those creatures gain double strike until the end of turn it's three three i love that keyword double strike double strike <laughs> keywords yeah oh my gosh what was so cool about this giada gives all of her angels plus one plus one counters for each other angel on the battlefield so Whereas, you know, you might have a lot of 3-3s or a lot of 5-5 angels or anywhere in between. The fact that they're coming in at different points means they're getting a different number of counters. So it's super easy to get to, to 
activate that ability to trigger that ability. It's like a more fun Cather's Crusade. <laughs> <laughs> and on theme with the tribe, too. So we're just winning. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> um, another card that was particularly amazing was Angel of Serenity. Angel of Serenity, four white, 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 for a creature angel with flying. When Angel of Serenity enters the battlefield, you may exile up to three other target creatures from the battlefield and or creature cards from graveyards. When Angel of Serenity leaves the battlefield, return the exile cards to their owner's hands, 5-5. Yeah, I really overlooked the graveyard portion of this card's text. I was thrown for a loop when you were like, I'll take that out of your graveyard. Thank you, (laughs) Muchly. (laughs) So you've got a reanimator strategy over there. Mm. Not today. Thanks, Conrad. (laughs) (laughs) With, um, I mean, that is really key, being able to take cards out of graveyards because you're really able to... um, yeah, get those reanimation targets, which is really, really powerful. Mm-hmm. And also, when you're exiling from the graveyard, the other cool thing about Angel of Serenity that's unlike other effects that are similar to this is that the cards actually go back to the owner's hands. Right. So they don't immediately ETB. They don't go back to the graveyard for reanimation. They go back to the owner's hands. So then you have then the opponent has to figure out what to do with the cards from there. Yeah, and I think that was what drew me to the card initially, so much so that I didn't realize that you could just use it to reanimate the three things in your graveyard that you need the most. Um, you know, it still needs to die for you to get them back, but I mean... Angels don't live forever at Avison. Oh, topical too soon. Uh, we're going to put anguished on making up here. Sad day. Oh, Soren. You betrayed us all. <laughs> oh, what a that's... grim nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Um, yeah, Angel Serenity is a banger. Another really incredible one. Talk about the life gain aspect of this deck. Righteous Valkyrie, two and a white for a creature angel cleric with flying. Whenever another angel or cleric enters the battlefield under your control, you gain life equal to that creature's toughness. As long as you have at least seven life more than your starting life total, creatures total creatures you control gain plus two, plus two. It's a two, four. This ability stacks yes. with Giada. Because when the creature enters the battlefield, it has a plus one, plus one counter, which adds up to more life, which triggers the um, static ability, which then adds up to more life being gained. It gets out of hand. Absolutely. Yeah. I really took my own advice to you to get a life to heart (laughs) (laughs) and just decided to go full life gain on this deck. (laughs) But yeah, it pairs really well, too, with another card in there, um, Valkyrie. Valkyrie Harbinger, I think, which is a four generic, two white pip um, flying four five that reads anytime. I don't remember what it reads. I'm going to put it right here. <laughs> is another life gain uh, Ye- effect. Yeah, I think if you gain four life um, or, or a- something like that, then it generates a four four flying yeah. vigilant uh, angel. I do remember that from the deck list. Yeah, it pops yeah. out another four four at the end of turn. Yeah, and I think it's per each turn. It's not just on yours too. Oh. So it's one of those like oh. we'll go around and just yeah. gain life in everybody's turn. That's awesome. Yeah, you yeah. could get tricksy. There were some uh, flash creatures in here too, so you could you mm-hmm. could potentially trigger on other players' turns. Flash mob tribal. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're blocking with life linkers, that's another way to do it. Wow. For sure. Yeah, there's a lot of ways to get there. So those are. I mean, there were so there's so many powerful angels. Um, um, it's a really cool tribe. I'm glad to see that 
um, that we have a, a, such a good mono white um, commander for for the mono white angel tribal. There was one other card that I wanted to mention that just um, synergizes perfectly with with Giada, and that's the Ozolith. Yes, you know it, you love it. The Ozolith, one generic mana for a legendary artifact. Whenever a creature you control leaves the battlefield, if it had counters on it, put those counters on the Ozolith at the beginning of combat on your turn. If the Ozolith has counters on it, you may move all counters from the Ozolith onto target creature. I love this card so much. I can't remember what playing Commander was like before it was printed. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, what did we do with all those plus one counters? Yeah, they just went away. They disappeared. Yeah, and um. You, you can get pretty pretty uh, tricky with this too. I think there's some ways to really abuse this effect and just really s- stack a lot of counters for your next combat. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, or you know you could animate it. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. Um, with a with a card called Karn Silver Golem. <laughs> it's a five generic uh, legendary artifact creature golem that reads: Whenever Karn Silver Golem blocks or becomes blocked, it gets minus four plus four until end of turn. It has a Pay one activated ability, target non-creature artifact, becomes an artifact creature with power and toughness, each equal to its mana value until end of turn. Karton is a 4-4, but that doesn't matter because your Ozlith will be a 1-1, plus however many 1-1 counters are on it. I thought we were going to get through an episode. Why would you think that? (laughs) Why would you think that? Subverted my expectations. But you're you're right, though. That is actually a really good um, target to animate with Karn. You're totally right. I should have put it in there, but the last time I put him in a deck, you stole my segment. (laughs) (laughs) You know, what's cool, though, it... The Ozolith also takes any other counters that you might have on there, too. So if you do animate it with Karn, it could have... Yeah. Vigilance, Lifelink, Flying. It could add any of those. For sure. I mean, this is the new Capenna set, right? So, and I know that the Broker specifically was a house, um, the Bant house that, um, or Crime Family. I don't know what we're calling them, mm-hmm. but um, they're all about the different uh, counters, shield counters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was really happy to see that they're bringing back that from the Ikoria um, set. Yeah. Lifelink counters, double strike counters, mm-hmm. things like that. So, yeah. All you need is some proliferate. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Yeah, keyword counters are really where it's at. It's mm-hmm. adds a whole other gameplay aspect. It's a whole other like it's such a fun mechanic. Mm-hmm. Um you know, Karn started as a meme, but he actually really works with the Ozzel. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we might let's not get too serious about it. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. We'll keep it light. Yeah. Um <laughs> That's yeah, that's those are the cards that I really wanted to highlight from your list, Taylor. I was hoping you would uh maybe talk about the deck that you were playing uh, for this round. I would love to because this deck was so much fun. This deck was Ginny Faye, Jetmere Second, which is hybrid, red, green, 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 white hybrid. I probably said that wrong, but it's three mana value total. <laughs> Legendary creature, elf druid. If you would create one or more tokens, you may instead create that many 2-2 green cat creature tokens with haste or that many 3-1 green dog creature tokens with vigilance. Ginny Faye is a 3-3. I have a lot of thoughts about the gameplay experience of this commander, but I'm just going to dive straight into what cards work with this. And spoiler alert, it's cards that made tokens. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to start right off the bat with another cat, which I think might have been a sub-theme of this deck based off of it. Oh, it was full cat travel. You can do cats or dogs. I just went I didn't full see, feline. Yeah, I didn't see much dog love, but, you know. No. Okay. <laughs> not, not today. That's uh, fine. <laughs> that's a different build. That's a different list, Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> it just makes last episode's outro mean nothing, but that's fine. 
But for this one, uh, Prava of the Steel Legion, which is two and a white for a legendary creature, Cat Soldier, that reads, as long as it's your turn, creature tokens you control get plus one, plus four. Uh, is an activated ability of pay three and a white for create a one one white soldier creature token it also has partner um it's a one four um turns out when you have the ability to make two two hasty cats they're a lot better when they become three six six? yeah math's hard (laughs) three six hasty cats (laughs) so this paired really really well i mean i'm a stickler for the mono white cards but uh, it's just kind of extra gravy you would say that it could make the tokens if you don't have them mm-hmm. um and we're not making the one ones we don't care about that it's just gonna <laughs> we're gonna pack activate that ability while Ginny phase out and just create cats make, in this make case whatever we want yeah cats yeah. or dogs i um, didn't know this but prava's a cat yes like, a cat soldier a cat soldier yeah really cool creature type so it also fits with the other cat synergies in the deck too on top of just making those tokens buff calculated yeah <laughs> these cats need to lay off the the kibbles though my goodness <laughs> big butts um <laughs> um how else did we make these tokens though um we can't always rely on prava to be out in the field but we can always rely on the classic secure the wastes <laughs> pay x and a white for an instant that reads create x one one white warrior creature tokens. What it should say is win the game with your commander <laughs> out because that's what this does. <laughs> um, in the games that we played, I almost exclusively did the cat tokens um, just because that haste is so good and the way that Chris built this deck was to be kind of cat tribal. So there were some anthem effects. Yes. Um, and it turns out when you can at instant speed create eight hasty cats that... Um, you know are big and buffed yeah. <laughs> uh, yikes i hope you have nine lives <laughs> hey. hey not the card that's a great card stop it <laughs> so the thing about secure the waste is it's usually that big end step play that you do right before you turn but you you don't even no. care with, with the jenny fey you just you cast it you you don't even have to hold up the mana you just sink all of your mana for that turn into secure the waste you play whatever you want the turn before, then you play Secure the Waste and you have hasty 2-2 cats. It's like... Worst case. Right. <laughs> Best case, they're much larger, <laughs> but still hasty. So yeah. I don't know if you like had some catnip over there or what, why they're running to you so quick, but um, <laughs> they did it. <laughs> yeah, I'm really glad they went with haste on that. That was really cool. Yeah, it was cool. Um, speaking of cats, another cat that's also a mono-white card, Regal Caracol? Karis? Caracol. 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 Mm-hmm. Caracol. Uh, it's three generic white white for a creature that, you guessed it, is a cat. Um, <laughs> reads, other cats you control get plus one, plus one, and have lifelink. Take that, angels. <laughs> when Regal Caracol enters the battlefield, create two one one white cat creature tokens with lifelink. Regal Caracol is a 3-3. Three, three. Um, so Magical Christmas Land happened, and um, you're experiencing it. It's the three cards that I just described to you were in play yeah. or used in the game, and that was the one game that I won, won against you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a swift victory right there from, from that board state. And I'll be honest, I didn't look at Regal Caracol and say, this is the card that wins me the game. <laughs> That's the card that won me the game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it puts out two one ones, which are actually two twos with haste that continue to have yeah. lifelink. Um, fun fact, caracals actually hunt birds in the air. If you've ever seen a caracal jump, they can jump like 
don't quote me on this, but maybe 25 feet into the air to ca- catch birds. Those they're they're the most vertically um, proficient cats in the uh, animal kingdom. But this is this show is not a this is not uh, uh, animal an planet. animal planet yeah. uh, show. But that is another fun fact about caracals. They also uh, give lifelink. Uh, I'm sad that the example you used was uh, cat eating a bird, my favorite tribe. But um, <laughs> that is sad. that's fine. We'll move past it. And I think the way that I'm going to do that is now every time we reference this, it'll be like 20 feet more than you described. <laughs> Did you know that regal caracals could drop 45 feet in the air? I heard they can jump 65 feet. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I couldn't get through this segment without sharing some love for the other colors because this wasn't a monocolored deck. Um, another cat, though, that caught my eye was a green cat, Kasali Slingers. Mm. Four generic and a green for a creature cat warrior with reach. Really helpful when you're going against angels. <laughs> uh, whenever Kasali Slingers or another cat enters the battlefield under your control, you may destroy target artifact or enchantment. It is a 3-5. The thing that got me about this card, and I really think I just need to read cards more, better, <laughs> at all. <laughs> uh, any other cat mm-hmm. entering the battlefield, and oh my goodness, yeah. your commander makes so many cats. <laughs> that's This was lovely. That's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it does, and it's not even non-token right nope. it's any cats um so it has that aura shards effect when a creature mm-hmm. enters destroy enchantment artifact i think it's actually better than aura shards in a sec i know that might be a controversial take but <laughs> when you're popping out like you're with you know just any tokens that you're making you're making cats in multiples like you're getting a lot of those uh you're just going to clear the board you're just your opponents are going to be sad because they have no more artifacts or enchantments this card is this good and the critics still panned the cats remake i don't know what happened (laughs) like come on (laughs) throw him a bone no throw him that would be dogs Mm. Eh. anyway (laughs) (laughs) um moving on to my final card that i wanted to point out for this segment uh it was the honorary 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 Wombo number five. <laughs> and it's Alurin, which is uh, two generic green-green enchantment that reads, and you better be sitting down for this one, any player may cast creature spells with mana value three or less without paying their mana costs and as though they had flash. <laughs> this is, speaking of cards that create new games, I mean, we were referring to the to- uh, counters changing yeah. the game. Mm-hmm. This is a piece of cardboard that just turns magic into a different game. Yeah. And it's who has more three drops. <laughs> yeah. It was funny. I had one three drop in my hand when you played it. So I had to respond to whatever your next spell was because you just can't not take advantage of that. The only reason I knew that this actually allowed you to play creatures too when I played it is, is because you did have In it. response. So, yeah, yeah. I said, what? <laughs> That angel doesn't have flash. <laughs> and how many angels can be three drops or less? It's not immediately plays one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's at least one. Mm. Um, the thing about Aloran is um, it, it's an old card. It's from Tempest. Uh, it's a bit on the expensive side because it is a combo. Uh, 100 bucks. Generate, yeah. Combo. Yeah. So it seems like real bad on the surface. You don't just play this card out and, and hope for the best. Well, sometimes you do, and then you get... Uh, <laughs> and then, <laughs> I do. <laughs> uh, and I get a free three-drop angel out yeah. of the deal. But um, anytime you're able to um, 
uh, flicker cards. You can do it at instant speed. You can mm -hmm. do it without paying any for mana. Free. So it's really good for for generating some of those um, those wombos, or yeah. wombo combos. It's so funny that you say uh, you know. Um, you mentioned it being a combo piece. I actually had cast an uh, um, Enlightened Tutor, mm -hmm. and I didn't know what I was looking to get out of that situation. I was in pretty dire straits at that point. And going through the deck and seeing that, I was like, I have no idea what the purpose of this is, but this feels like more than just good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I cast it because it was fun. Why not? That's awesome. <laughs> or put it on the top of my deck, but I digress. The... Um yeah, that's that's the fun part. I mean, that's one of the fun parts about like kind of trying to solve the puzzle, right? As we're building each other's decks, like, yeah. You don't really know. Um, just for the the benefit of the audience, the combo in this deck, yeah, is uh, with white main line, which is a two two um, creature cat, uh, one and a white that uh, says when it enters the battlefield, return target creature to its to your hand. Mm -hmm. uh, so you just play it for free, return it to your hand, play it for free, return it. So you have Infinite Storm, and then you just need to pay off like an Aetherflux Reservoir. Um, oh, you dirty dog. <laughs> to, to pay that off, so. Wow. I did notice an Aetherflux in there. It was That was the combo, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Zero f given. <laughs> this is a children's oh, show. Sorry. I'll bleep that out. <laughs> I said Aetherflux. <laughs> this is a children's card game, so oh, okay. ask you to leave. That's you, yo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that that wraps up all of my favorite cards um, you know playing through the deck those were certainly the more synergistic pieces that I encountered but we've done this enough to know that for all the cards we love and understand why they're in there there are going to be some that we don't mm -hmm. and I have a feeling you might have encountered a couple of those I had a couple I wanted to ask you about right, yeah let's hear them all right the first card that uh, popped out for me um, as a question was anointed procession mm. You know it, you love it. Again, it's three and a white for an enchantment, and an, if an effect would create one or more tokens under your control, it creates twice that many of those tokens instead. Mm -hmm. I didn't notice a lot of token generation, but I might have missed where this card was um, best but to use. You'll think less of me if I tell you why it's in there. <laughs> oh, that's not possible. Oh. <laughs> Got him. This is where the show ends. <laughs> it's been a good six-episode run. Uh, uh, love you, man. Okay. Love you, too. Uh, you say that, but you know, if I'm running Smothering Tithe, oh. why wouldn't I run <laughs> for session? Okay, that makes sense now. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was a large part of why it's in there, but sure. there were also a few, a few token generators in the form of angel tokens specifically. Okay. Oh, um, right. We talked about one earlier, actually. Yeah, Valkyrie Harbinger was one of those. We had discussed that creates angel tokens. Uh, Book of Exalted Deeds was another mm -hmm, one. And sure. um, uh, one of the things that I really like about all of them is they kind of were dependent on life gain in order to um, trigger the token creation. Um, so it kind of all wraps in together like yeah. that. Wow, that's synergy. Uh, but yeah, it was but, just for Smothering Tide. <laughs> <laughs> Strictly to make twice as many treasure tokens. Yeah, that's uh yeah that's great i guess i had overlooked um some of the token generation but you're right there was a, there was enough of it and mm -hmm. i love that it was also tied to this the the life game because that was a major uh, uh, right. uh theme in the deck i suppose i could have doubled down on a little bit more and gone for some of the classic decree of justice um entreat the angels sure. you know other token generators but i opted to stick with primarily ones that were on the angel bodies to maximize Giada's yeah. ability. 
Yeah, that's that's perfectly fair. Yeah, I think you had the uh, the Amaria's uh, land, the mythic one, um, in there. Yes. So yep. there, there were there were a couple of instances of that, but really good. It's funny that you bring up the Book of Exalted Deeds because oh I wanted to ask you about the Book of Exalted Deeds. White, white, <laughs> white for a legendary artifact at the beginning of your end step. If you gain three or more life this turn, create a three-three white angel creature token with flying. But wait. White, 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 tap, exile the Book of Exalted Deeds, put an enlightened counter on the on target angel it gains. You can't lose the game and your opponents can't win the game. Activate only as a sorcery. I think I understand half of this card, but could you tell me about the other half of the card, Taylor? Okay, uh, only because we've already established that you're the dirty combo player. But <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, if for some reason your army of holy angel avenger warriors isn't doing enough um, and you just need to not lose the game, <laughs> my favorite standard legal once upon a time combo <laughs> is Book of Exalted Deeds with the land Faceless Haven, which is a land that becomes a man land. I think it's a 4-3 with Vigilant. Um, you do have to pay three stars snow mana in order mm -hmm. to turn it into a creature so you might have noticed the snowlands, snowlands for sure. that's in there to trigger that but the idea is you create or <clears throat> excuse me you have the man land become the land it is every creature type because it has changeling or i don't think it's keyworded as changeling it just says it has right. every creature type and then book of exalted deeds you activate the ability putting the you-can't-lose-the-game counter onto the land. So the only way that you are going to be able to lose the game um, is if they find a way to blow up your land. And due to the fantastic social contract contracts uh, in EDH, <laughs> nobody runs that. So you just win the game. <laughs> That's a banned combo. Uh, in standard. <laughs> oh, okay, just in to be clear. standard. Yeah, we're not playing standard here, so you can do whatever you want with Book of Exalted Deeds. And... Uh, um, Suppose you could put it on Allison too. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. That that I just wanted to hear uh, the combo and uh, let the fine folks at home know. Make just, the decision. Yeah. 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 You decide who's the, who's the bad guy here. Okay. <laughs> That's, I'll I'll, show, I'll uh, pitch it back to you. Your agenda is showing. <laughs> uh, Moving on to my questionable cards, um, I certainly won't put you through the ringer as much as you put me through it, uh, but I will ask you about one, Oblivion Ring, which is two and a white for an enchantment. When Oblivion Ring enters the battlefield, exile another target non-land permanent. When Oblivion Ring leaves the battlefield, return the exiled card to the battlefield under its owner's control. Um, I have it in the show notes. This is a bad card? <laughs> this is a bad card. I don't know why are you running this. It's <laughs> just a bad removal spell. Yeah. Don't play this card. Right. Well, I didn't I wasn't really um, satisfied with only having one infinite combo in the deck, so I had to And I'm the problem. <laughs> okay, yeah, we, we figured out maybe I, maybe we are the bad guys. <laughs> Uh, so Oblivion Ring and um, Leonin Relic Warder, which is a white and a white for a 2-2 cat that exiles an artifact or an enchantment underneath it until it leaves the battlefield. And I'm going to put the third card right up here. It's one of the partner commanders from Ikoria mm -hmm. um, that has a similar effect to Oblivion Ring, only when it leaves the battlefield, it distributes uh, plus one, plus one counters based on the creature's power. Um, among any creatures you control, so you can essentially just loop the Oblivion Ring and the partner commander with Leonin Relic Warder. Was that the Selesnia cat that partners with the uh, mono black? Okay. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, so you just you loop it and until you have infinite plus one plus one counters, and then you just target something else with the Oblivion Ring. Absolutely. Or you put those infinite <laughs> counters onto the Ozolith <laughs> and then animate the Ozolith. But I digress. <laughs> is this Ozolith Voltron? Is that what we're going for? Yeah. Rule zero: Ozolith is my commander. <laughs> it's a legendary artifact. Wow, that'd be a cool deck. Oh gosh, I would, I would let that play. Oh, thanks, man. Let us know in the comments below. Would you let the Ozolith be a commander at your at your table? Listen, we've had crazier things <laughs> like a mech what um other question card mm-hmm. that i had on here i think i see what you're going with it just from a value standpoint but i'm gonna call you on it anyway felidar okay, uh, sovereign four generic white white creature cat beast that has vigilance and lifelink that's a four six but it also has at the beginning of your upkeep if you have 40 or more life you win the game um really it just kind of seems like a convoluted payoff for your infinite storm <laughs> combo but <laughs> what was the idea with this yeah um well listen <laughs> It's a cat, and it says you win the game on it. So that was really all the reasoning I needed to get in the deck. I mean, in all seriousness, there is a bit of life gain. I mean, it it is the kind of card where you have to wait a whole trip around the table, and you know that all of your opponents are going to be attacking you mm-hmm. to get your life total below 40. So you just have to make sure that your life total is padded enough um, as it is. It's not a great win con, but it's a cat. It's a fun one. It's yeah. a fun one, yeah. yeah. Maybe. If only it were three mana. <laughs> <laughs> it's free. <Yay>. Flash. <laughs> and step win. That's right. Next. <laughs> um, but yeah, that wraps it up for my um, my questionable card segment. But that means that we get to the fun part. Ooh, it's part. all fun. Thank you for being here with us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm having a great time. Uh, Chris, what are some of your suggestions for the Giada deck? So speaking of Flash win cons, Oh, boy. <laughs> I want us to suggest a really boring card, perhaps, for some. Emergence Zone. It's a land that taps for a colorless and pay one and tap sacrifice emergence zone. You may cast spells this turn as though they had flash. It's a it's it's not a boring card. I take that back because it does allow you to play at instant speed, um, anything you want to. But the reason I wanted to suggest is because you had a card in here called Test of Endurance, mm-hmm. which is yeah. two a white and a white enchantment at the beginning of your upkeep. If you have 50 or more life, you win the game. It's kind of funny. We um, have this. We both, <laughs> we both had a similar win condition. In unplanned. Totally unplanned. <laughs> um, and the script. Yeah. So um, I was just thinking, like, it's again, it's one of these cards where you have to have more than 50 life at your upkeep mm-hmm. and it has to make it all the way back around the table so what if you could flash it in touche sir touche <laughs> I, I think it is funny that you i think every single deck except for this one i have included emergence zone so the one time i don't throw it in <laughs> and the land base yeah <laughs> goodness forbid i try and run more basics <laughs> it is a solid uh utility card depending on your strategy for sure and if you're if yeah. you have like one of those slots that you're okay with creating colorless mana i think it's good but you yeah. are you maybe were already um taking that up with faceless haven for all i know <laughs> honestly i cut it for seraph sanctuary oh. <laughs> yeah which life gain versus flash uh eh, yeah. but might have made sense to maybe cut a basic plane for that too i can see it yeah. i can see it well, if you've got a spot for it i just run for the delconori those artifacts um another card that uh, occurred to me as i was looking through this list i noticed that a lot of the angels had really good enter the battlefield effects so mm-hmm. i was thinking about what if you included teleportation circle on the list 
Three and a white for an enchantment at the beginning of your end step. Exile up to one target artifact or creature you control. Return the card to the battlefield under its owner's control. I think, I mean, this is just a good value card when you have those powerful ETBs, but I was also thinking about the synergies with the Ozolith. You could you could um, flicker one of your creatures with a lot of counters on it, put those on the Ozolith, and the next turn around it's going to get uh, bonkers. It's You're like really hitting me in all of my deck building insecurities because this is... <laughs> this is so historically, it's very difficult for me to build a creature-heavy deck even when it should be a creature-heavy deck. Um, mm-hmm. It's very rare that I have more than, like, I don't know, 10, 12 creatures in any deck that I build. So I ended up having kind of a turmoil when I was building this. Do I cut some of the the artifact synergy mm-hmm. staple pieces um, to allow for more cool angels um yeah and that was kind of where i landed and i did do that so i think to your point it would be good to go back and kind of see which angels didn't necessarily perform to cut that out to maximize things because being able to flicker angel of serenity i mean oh yeah come on yeah just recur everything recur everything from your graveyard and then take care of your opponent's boards at the same time we have Um, fun here yeah (laughs) um that is a bit of a conundrum right because it is a creature deck though i think that's a really good point i think you had Maybe about thirty creatures in the deck this time. Just just under thirty, 20, I think. Yeah, yeah. It was in mid twenties. Yeah, yeah. Um, which so, was a first for me. Yeah, yeah, it seemed really really um, good, and I was always drawing creatures. I was always drawing angels. So mm-hmm. like that was it. Really did the thing. Um, you know, it really had um, a, a good concentration there. So I could see, you know, just. Um, I could see not including this too, just for that fact that it's not a creature in in, mm-hmm. the, in the creature deck for sure. Yeah, I think I was trying to find creatures that did have ETBs that made up for the artifacts that I was cutting. But what was interesting is uh, Restoration Angel, like it was one that I really wanted to include, right. but was worthless in this because non-angel <laughs> non-angels. Creatures. Uh, when is Restoration Restoration Angel not good in, uh, in, in an angel tribal deck, deck? I guess. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I had like maybe two non-angel creatures in right. there, but. awesome well um taylor what kind of suggestions would you uh make for for this list uh careful what you ask for chris where are we going with this i'm gonna suggest you become a criminal (laughs) (laughs) and steal this card because it's gonna be so expensive i'm just kidding it's bootlegger's stash that's the real crime (laughs) uh you're bootlegging it's five generic green artifact lands you control have tap create a treasure token um you mean create a two-two hasty cat token? Exactly. Yeah, um. or treasure if you need it, or dogs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, everything. Could be whatever you want it yeah. to be. That's awesome. um, I I jokingly say this feels like the Chase Mythic that was created just to <laughs> for everybody who was going to be running this commander because sure. like why wouldn't you? But also it's just a fun. A, a dumb fun, but a fun card. Yeah. Um, like who doesn't want your lands to have even more value? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's like it's kind of like storing up your mana, mm-hmm. you know, in a way. Like if you any unspent mana, I mean, there are already cards that do that. This one makes tokens, so it has the synergies with the deck, though. It does. So, it's like a more fun Horizon Stone, right? I feel like, and yeah. also it's colored mana makes instead colored of colorless. Mana. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's a great that's a great include. If like it, like I feel like um, bootleggers could go in mm-hmm. a lot, like a lot of decks, just because it is so valuable. But it actually has the synergy, the payoff in this deck too. So yeah, yeah. good call. That's yeah, I'm just glad. I'm just glad that Mono Green is finally getting the support they need. <laughs> Pushed. <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> uh, love you, Wizards. <laughs> uh, while you're at it with that bootlegging, why not? manufacture some <laughs> some extra value wow, with yeah. academy manufacture nice a three generic artifact creature assembly worker that reads if you would create a clue food or treasure token instead create one of each it's a one three so i feel like the value here is just instead of one cat make three yeah. every time your smothering tithe goes off that's so yeah that's really <laughs> good you have to you have to be making the um one of those three types of tokens right but when you are you're making three cat tokens per, right? Or three, whatever. <laughs> three cat tokens per. per. <laughs> that was definitely on purpose. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm definitely that quick-witted, folks. Oh, you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is ironic because the next suggestion was going to be release the dogs. <laughs> Just three in a white for a sorcery. Create four one one white dog creature tokens. Huh? Uh, throw a bone to any of the players out there who would want to kind of lean more into the dog tribal sure. with this commander. Um, that's certainly an option, but it is a pretty decent rate um, for mana for four tokens. Um, and that's not counting your anointed procession triggers. Yeah, I didn't know about that card. That's uh, that's a really solid uh, pick for sure. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was a jumpstart card. Oh, okay. Maybe. Um, I don't know if it was in a set before then, mm-hmm. but I, that's where I pulled mine. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, four mana, four tokens, and you get to pick whatever they... They don't have to be one ones. Yeah, there is a, a rules errata that says you have to say, release the hounds as you play it. <laughs> Better than where I was going with it. Where were you going? Who let the dogs... Boof! Boof! <laughs> okay. <laughs> Copyright claim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Taylor, I think with that, let's talk a little bit about the play experience. What, um, you know, how the decks played, what were some of the interesting um, gameplay aspects this week? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm glad that we decided to open this up to the audience because i feel like i always get a little bit of uh set paralysis whenever new commanders are launched it's mm. like which one do i build first um your decision paralysis i think is the better way to describe it sure. but i mean Ginny had all the things going for her that i i like to build in commander so i certainly wasn't disappointed when she won the won the poll um <laughs> yeah i i think tribal appeals to me um mm. because it kind of puts It helps with that uh, build paralysis because it kind of gives you some parameters. It gives you something to work off of. And then the synergies, you go for it. You find what works with it. But um, cats, dogs, that's something that I can work with. And that's something that you were able to work with. Yeah. Yeah, very much. And Angel's the same way. I do like that about tribes as well. You know, Ginny says make tokens make those tokens into cats and dogs and Mm -hmm. and put other cards in there that are going to help, you know, make those cards uh, work. And yeah. Uh, and I'm kind of glad that you did it that way because I I know that when we had done Shurikai earlier earlier this year, um, you went full tokens on that. <laughs> and I, I think there was a similar mind, mindset from what I experienced playing um, where you did make a crap ton of tokens, but it was all kind yeah. of still tribal related. There were a lot mm-hmm. of cat tokens. Um or, or things that would generate cat tokens. So right. um, it was explosive in a way that was organic, right? Because um, 
we've both mm. identified that we like the tribal aspects of building commander decks sure. and playing them but the the one game that i won uh, happened after i had a regal caracal out. <laughs> <laughs> um, which just happened to be synergizing super well with right. the eight other tokens i created the turn before with um secure the place <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um yeah. it felt good it, it felt good it felt powerful um it didn't necessarily have uh, a lot of reach to help with the flyers sure. <laughs> coming at me, but I, I don't think that's a critique against the deck, just more so our matchup in particular. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cats, um, you know, the caracals, they can jump pretty high, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how, how high was that? Uh, I think it was about 85 feet. 85, okay. Yeah. Oh, we must have been misremembering. <laughs> what did you think it was? Uh, 200. <laughs> <laughs> well, that escalated quickly. And I think, you know, with, with Ginny Faye, um, you know, you could go cats or dogs, cats and dogs. Mm -hmm. You could go changeling. Like, you can you can definitely, like, build within those tribes. I picked cats because I think there is so far more support for, for the cat like tribe. Um, you know, they eroded a lot of hounds and I don't know what else to make them dogs. But yeah. and there there are definitely some, you know, good dog uh, cards out there. Rin and Siri is one. Yes. Yeah, um, which was actually in the 99. Um, yeah, I was disappointed that I didn't get to see it just in our game experiences. I did see it on the list because I, yeah. you know, when this card was first spoiled, Ginny Faye, uh, that's where my mind went to mm -hmm. immediately. I was like, oh my gosh, everybody who pulled one of those in M21 is going to be having a field day right now yeah. with the, the support for the tribes. Oh, for sure. And it's, it's cool because like, if, even if you're doing full cat tribal, you cast a cat, it makes a dog token, but actually you make that dog token into a cat token, so you can you can just keep keep the cat synergies alive. So there. what I'm hearing is an identity crisis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a really good way to confuse your pets. Yeah, uh, I had one goal going into this this gameplay experience, and it was to turn a smothering tithe treasure into a cat, um, so I could live out my uh, rehoming fee. <laughs> Uh, head cannon. <laughs> you did it. Tweet that. Yeah, I, I, I already did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it is also the reason I lost that game, but... <laughs> Retweet that. Still felt good. All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was really impressed with it. I, I feel like the support certainly is there in the way that you built it for the cats. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, those colors just have so many ways to, you know, so many ways to enable and pay off token strategies. Yeah. Um, and, and it did that. Yeah, Naya's great for that. Yeah, tokens populate like any of those mm -hmm. types of um, synergies. So it was fun to, it was fun to watch. Yeah. yeah, especially that first game with, with <laughs> so much power in one turn. Um, yeah. Very cool. There's no deny than that. <laughs> They're like, Taylor, is that a bit or did you just have a stroke? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Well, on the one side of the table, we had a lot of cats. On the other side, we had some flying angels. And, um, you know, this deck was all about those big flying beaters. Um, don't worry, I've already been told there's no more beatboxing allowed on the channel. So noted i never once said that <laughs> we were literally but, beatboxing as we set up <laughs> but not on camera no 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 uh so 
you know, the thing about like angels is, of course, like any tribal has synergies, but I was just like, I mean, obviously as a tribal deck with all the angels, they do work well together, but I think Giada really does pull it all together. I, I Hopefully I'm not overstating that. I think that as a commander, being able to use the mana to cast angels earlier and then make them bigger, mm -hmm. it's like they really hit the nail on the head with this commander. Yeah, we had kind of talked about it a little bit, but I, I feel like no one would have been disappointed with this commander if it was only the plus one, plus one counters. Right. Just making it a mana dork, <laughs> and in a color that does not typically have mm -hmm. mana dorks, it, it kind of adds uniqueness. It, it's powerful. Mm -hmm. Like, the ramp cannot be understated. There were sure. multiple times where... You know, at least when I was building it, and maybe when you were playing it too, where it's like, oh no, I can keep that card because yeah. I can cast that on turn four instead of five. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the keepable hands, they become much more keepable even when you have a big flying angel in, yeah. in your opening hand. Yep. Less mulligans. <laughs> Winning. <laughs> um, um, do you feel what was watching, watching me play the deck that you built, did it accomplish? what you wanted to see it do if you were playing it. Mm -hmm. Oh, 100%. I mean, other than the infinite combos, which I put in there, because, <laughs> okay, yeah. you know. Sorry. Like, <laughs> um, but those are a little bit convoluted, which is what's mm -hmm. fun about them. But I think as far as just strictly the cat tribal, making tons of tokens, yeah, you you definitely did it in, in every game. It was, it, um, that was mm -hmm. getting up and running for sure. What was your favorite favorite play to see? I mean, we've talked about it a couple times, but that's Secure the Waste to okay. just win the game gotcha. with, like, instantly 21 power. Hasty. Yeah. Like, <laughs> with lifelink. Like, for sure. Just out of nowhere. That was really cool. For me, it was seeing you with Giada. Um, I think you had a... We didn't mention it in this episode, but you had Leyline, uh, or, or Lifeline. Lifeline, Lifeline. out, um, which is an artifact that reads, whenever a creature dies, if another creature is still on the battlefield when that creature dies, return it to... Return the creature that died to the battlefield on the end step. Yeah. Um, and that's for, you know, me, um, for all players. It's yeah, not just it's a the, global effect. Yeah. That's the way to put it. Global yeah. effect. Mm -hmm. um, but seeing you, you know, be able to maximize that effect by having right. your Angel of Serenity, which I nuked <laughs> wrongly so, <laughs> it came back. The counters that were on it, because you had cast it when Giada was on the field, fell off, went on to the Ozlet. Yeah. So you didn't even lose those. It came back and you were able to recur again and exile like my only other creature, which I think was a Toski. <laughs> so you got it the only way you could have. Um, and so like it only came like you came back stronger. Yeah. In that same uh, that same play. Yeah, I guess I didn't I didn't like think about because you blocked you double blocked right I did, double just to kill blocked the angel serenity <laughs> and then you let your creatures go to the graveyard including your commander right because you thought they were coming back with lifeline but when serenity came back it exiled the creatures out of the graveyard and then i exiled the creature your one last creature in play yeah I think what I'm hearing you say is you bullied me. <laughs> <laughs> didn't need to go over the top with that one. Yeah, but it was really cool to see. Um, yeah, I, I guess I didn't expect, even as I was building them, to be so resilient. Um, you know, I, I think that's my biggest fear anytime I'm building a creature-heavy deck or trying to build a creature-heavy deck is, 
like what happens if the creatures die like mm-hmm. i i need to have some kind of engine that's going so i always have something to do yeah. and if my board is just blown up and everything's gone then like what what am i doing right um right but, and and creatures are one of the more fragile uh card types right yeah generally speaking they they die to a lot of things um angel of amaria is a good one for that <laughs> yeah um angel of amaria has a landfall trigger um whenever a land enters the battlefield you may return a i think it's just creatures to or it might be any permanent I think it's a permanent it's any permanent yeah. to your hand if it's a planes put it into play so in a mono white deck you're just mm-hmm. be able to recur um, from the graveyard there too. That's a that was a really good piece. And also, didn't know Karmic Guide was a was an angel or a spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I just knew it was an infinite loop with yeah. a lot of things. The only thing I've ever cared about it is that it says protection from black. <laughs> <laughs> it's a blocker. Right. Uh, doesn't die to removal. But it was a good time. I, I hope that we get to do this again when the next set comes out, oh. and we hope that you participate. Awesome. With that, let's go to uh, the surprise reveal because we're going to do this again next week. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It'll be seven figures. <laughs> Weird bit. <laughs> Chris, what do, you got? what do you got for me? So for next week's um, episode, I wanted to build uh, a deck with a card that we actually, with a, with a commander that we actually called out in a previous episode as a questionable card. I thought, hey, why not make a commander out of that? We're going with... Pramicon Sky Rampart. It is a Jeskai, so blue, red, white for a legendary creature wall with flying and defender. As Pramicon Sky Rampart enters the battlefield, choose left or right. Each player may attack only the nearest opponent in the chosen direction and planeswalkers controlled by that opponent. It's a 1 5. Uh, so it's, it, it is a, um, a piece that is going to really control combat, and that's really good for super friends. Um, as it turns out, you're able to pick which direction you're able to be attacked from. Um, and, you know, there are a lot of really good planeswalkers in there. You know, um, Jeskai is a great color combination for planeswalkers. You've got your Teferis, you've got your Chandras, you've got your, yeah, mostly Teferis and Chandras now that I think about it. <laughs> um, Sorry, Gideon. <laughs> but the card I actually wanted to highlight is a card called Mystic Barrier for four and a white enchantment. When Mystic Barrier enters the battlefield or at the beginning of your upkeep, choose left or right. Each player may only attack only the nearest opponent in the last chosen direction and Planeswalkers controlled by that opponent. So what happens when you choose left and then choose right with Mystic Barrier? Um you you need a gps <laughs> <laughs> yeah the whole battlefield is just completely lost just can't no find the way home yeah. no one can do anything <laughs> <laughs> that's why you're calling all the super friends like hey <laughs> <laughs> we need a ride directionally challenged <laughs> <laughs> so i hope it's fun i hope you're able to lock everybody out of combat and just ultimate all your planeswalkers because that'd be fun to watch wow i hope it's fun to experience when i do it to you <laughs> <laughs> can't wait listen we already did the pain artist thing man <laughs> <laughs> so what about you taylor what are you building for next week's episode um kind of in a similar vein i too went back through some of the deck lists and found a commander featured in uh the nin the nin deck um that i think that you'll have a fun time playing chris um Atemsis all seeing which is three generic blue 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 legendary creature sphinx with flying it has an activated ability of pay two in a blue and tap attempts us to draw two cards and then discard a card whenever attempts us all seeing deals damage to an opponent you may reveal your hand if cards with at least six different mana values are revealed this way 
that player loses the game. <laughs> Tempsis is a 4-5. <laughs> wow. That's great. I think it was a nin because you're drawing so many cards that you're likely to... Yeah. I, I'm curious to see what the... You're likely to have like different mana values. I'm curious, like what does a mana curve look like on a deck, uh, a Tempsis deck? Uh, I'll tell you. It's all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> Moxfield was very confused. <laughs> Not sponsored. <laughs> um, and I think... You'll also enjoy the way that I tried to get a little cheeky okay. with <laughs> with the abilities here. Um, right. The recommended card uh, is going to be Viridian Longbow, which is a one generic artifact equipment that reads, Equipped creature has tapped. This creature deals one damage to any target. You can equip four, three. Um, it's not combat damage with the Tempsis, is it? No. Oh, holy cow. They'll never see it coming. Yeah, yeah, nice. Your deck's off the wall.